0: welcome to the down to business podcast with alex kirby where entrepreneurs and small businesses cut to stretch themselves and grow their company from interviews to in-depth discussions you'll learn how to market effectively increase profits and become the leader your company needs you to be now let's get down to business well hello everybody welcome to the down to business podcast with alex kirby i am your host with the same name hope you guys are doing great today we are really excited to bring you back for a second time on our show, Mr. Jeffrey Morrison When Morrison Made Leather. How are you doing, Jeff? Hey, I'm doing really good. Thank you guys for having me. You're so welcome. Up there from Northern Kentucky. And Jeff, you're one of our favorite guests we've ever had, and I mean that sincerely because you have just the most bizarre but awesome millennial, like new age story of all yeah. time with business. And that you did it this way is really cool. So we'll get into what your business is in a minute. Um, Just wanted to check in, you know, let's go personal real quick. How are things? How's your wife?
1: What's been up with you lately in life? Not a whole lot, man. Really, I've just had my head down working. Corinne and I are um, both working. She has a full-time job as well. She does a lot to help me with the business, but, um, you know, we're still in a little apartment just saving some money kind of dreaming about where we want to go and how you know what we want to do with our life and you know you know getting into trying to start a family things like that yes, so sir. nothing nothing crazy new has happened yet but i feel like in the next year there's going to be a lot of big changes so we're really excited that's awesome you know did you know i lived in a tiny house with my wife no way so i've
0: i've done the same deal here where yeah my wife and i first got married <clears throat> i was a pastor we rented a house got booted out had to live with friends for a month got another rental house. And then year two, which is when I started Trifecta Landscaping, my first company, we lived with two other married couples in a house That's awesome to save money man. and do exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yep. And we did that for eight months. And then all we could afford, we had saved up a little bit of money. We bought a tiny house and then we lived in that for two years. And anyways, now we have our at some acreage in a house now that we built. But hey, I've been there it's yep. a great, it, you know, it's, you know, it's awesome about that. And this is a, like a lesson for people to learn is like, I was talking to a guy, a disc golf, a professional disc golfer a couple of days ago, and he makes pretty good money now. But three years ago, in order to get where he is now, he lived in his car and went on tour for the whole year. Yeah. And you know, people now are like, he's got this nice disc golf deal and he's got actually a few sponsors. He's like, but it, I'm almost glad that it was hard because it makes me appreciate where I got. Like if I just yep. had natural talent and got some big deal, I would, I, he was talking about how he didn't feel like he'd, you know, appreciate it. So yeah. anyways, where you're at, I think 24 months from now, when you're in this amazing position, if God allows and the, the same trajectory happens, you're, there's something like beautiful in the mess, you know, like in, yeah. the,
1: in the hardness. So, and we're so thankful with where we're at. I mean, honestly, we, we feel so blessed and we've been put in yeah. such a good spot. So, you know, we're. We're in a really good place.
0: You are. And let's jump into that. So tell people kind of a a little bit of your story. Like you were doing X, you started doing, like, I don't want to spoil it. So you just kind of go on a two or three minute thing here of your journey over the last three or four
1: years. For sure. So yeah, real quickly, I went to school to be a civil engineer. It was a five-year program, but I knew very early on I wanted nothing to do with that. Um, So actually in year four, I left my degree plan and I went and joined the air force um, Mm. because I knew I wanted to be a firefighter. So um, I went and got trained as a firefighter and um, I I only joined the reserve. So I came back home and it was just a one weekend, a month thing with the air force. I finished my degree and I became a firefighter full-time here in my local community. Well, you know, even before all that, I knew that I had always wanted to to do something with small business. My dad is a small business guy. It's just him and my brother work together. It's what okay. he's done his whole Sweet. life. And uh, I'm pretty introverted, so you know I like working for myself by myself. So I always had this dream of like building a brand, uh, something that I could do uh, for myself and for my family. And um, what was so awesome about my journey as a firefighter was it It really allowed me to start taking those baby steps to making that happen because our my schedule was so cool. I, you know, worked one day on and I was off two days. And um, even after, you know, a few months of being at the firehouse, it was awesome. I was I was just getting into leather work. I was able to start bringing my work there so that, you know, nights when you, we weren't very busy, I was working at the firehouse. See, that's so. what's
0: so sick. And One of my favorite, one of my good friends who I business coach, his name, uh, Stephen Cochran. He has four kids, a fireman, and he has a pretty successful landscaping business. And yeah. he talks about that too. It's like, you can bring your work and like do your oh, yeah. laptop stuff until you get a call.
1: Which, yeah, so, exactly.
0: Fi- shout out to the fire department for how flexible they are with stuff. That's, so, that's such a great
1: career choice. Definitely. And where it was a little hard for me is in your first five years as a firefighter, there's so much you need to be doing and learning and training. And to be honest, my passion was in this small business. And as things kind of started to take off, I just, I couldn't really... Um, handle it anymore. Sure. So um, eventually I stepped away from being a firefighter. I quit my job. We can get into, you know, what, why, and what happened, but uh, I knew this is what I wanted to do. This was my dream. Yeah. Uh, it always has been. And it's what I want to do long term. So eventually I quit my job as a firefighter. Actually, the last time we talked, I hadn't even quit my job yet. We were just, just talking about I it. Told and you, I told you, if you I remember know.
0: that conversation, I, I asked you how
1: booked out you
0: were, and you said two months, I thought. Yeah. And I said, you
1: need to quit your job immediately. <laughs> you did. And it's funny. I had this, this is another talking point, but I had like everybody in different areas of my life, like encouraging me in that way. And almost felt like God was speaking, mm-hmm. you know, into my life through all these people. Uh, and eventually it was just like, it, it was the perfect, you know, point for me to just kind of take the leap.
0: And I just, I did. Dave Ramsey has a great quote. He says, until the boat is close to the dock, don't jump. And so yeah, and sometimes you just close. have to wait. That's right. You were really yeah. close and God's timing is perfect timing. So, yeah. so let's kind of go back. So when did you decide, so you own Morrison Made Leather. What, what do you call right. it? Morrison Made Leather. Yeah. Morrison Made Leather. Morrison Made Leather. You, when did that, that idea uh, cook off, so to speak? When did it first pop? And when did it, when did you start produ- going from idea to production? When did that, tell me that timeline. Cause it's we're people listening in the future, we're in uh, March of 2022 right now.
1: Yeah. So I back in all the way back 2016, I was a couple years into college and I knew that like I had to figure something out because I knew I was like stuck mm. in this system that I didn't want to really like, or just really this career path that I didn't want to be a part of. So like, you know, it just, it hit me hard. Like I've got to start figuring something out. So um, really just this, I started watching other guys on YouTube, creating wallets, like mm. making wallets and they were bringing me into like their story and their life. And and I was just like super inspired. I was super inspired by their story and what they were doing. And at the time, you know, I, I had this idea of someday having a small business and doing something, but it almost just seemed so far-fetched and not feasible mm-hmm. um, that I didn't think it'd ever be possible. But that like seed was really planted in me. And um, over a couple more years of just watching, I eventually started, you know, while I was in college, I started picking up some tools and um some some different leather things and um, it wasn't until really that I um, started my Air Force journey where I stopped my school journey that, that I started 2019? to
0: dabble. 2019?
1: 2019? Yeah, okay. yeah. Like 2019, okay. I started okay. to uh, really start dabbling, um, making my own stuff. So let's pause and, there. Let's um, pause there. That's yeah. amazing.
0: So three years of you be, from being interested to having the confidence yeah. to say, I yeah. think this is a real thing. And that's something like for... Our, you know, a lot of our listeners, Jeffrey, as you know, small business owners in services, trades, and and products. Yeah. It's so, it, your turning point was buying your first tool and fiddling with it. Yes. And like, if, if no one hears anything in this episode, just do the first thing you know what to do. Amen. Like, Baby steps. Gosh, like, uh, I, I think of like, I'm, I've been like obsessed lately with cleaning businesses. I don't know why. Cause I think like, obviously I think that's a business that will never go away. I drive past, you know, commercial buildings and I see people cleaning at 24, you know, that most people clean at night. And I've just been thinking like, man, what an easy business for people to start making money. Like go buy a mop, dude, like go buy a mop and $50 worth of cleaning products and make a post on Facebook. And I bet you can get four clients tomorrow. Exactly. So anyways, that, that people listening, just take whatever first step you think makes sense Go for it. And you bought your first tools, and that really gave you a little bit of confidence to start kind of exploring more.
1: Yeah. Cause I can remember being in that place and just like in my head seeing that mountain that I would yes. have to climb. Mm-hmm. And I, man, I can remember the sleepless nights that I had where even after a few months of making things, I just, I would go on these months, of, not like depression or anything, but just being like, this is, it's not, I'm wasting my time. This is impossible. It's, you know, nothing's going to come from this. And I would just, uh, it, it was just a struggle yeah. really early on. And i it's you crazy, see, man. You couldn't see the path forward. I couldn't see the path forward, no. but I continued to take these tiny, tiny little steps and set myself up to where I am, eventually get me to where I am now. But one more thing I'll say is I can, I go back into my journal. And if you're not mm-hmm. journaling and you're in this place right now, start journaling because I, I have all these like prayers where I'm just like, petitioning with the Lord, like asking God, like, what am I supposed to do with these desires that I have? Like mm-hmm. this, these feelings that I have and like these motivations that I have. And I just, I I go back through those prayers and like, look at some of the things that I was asking God to do. And it's, it's crazy to see how he's answered those prayers and done so much more for me and on the journey. And it's just been incredible. It's been so love cool. That. So,
0: yeah. okay. You start, I love that by the way. I, I need to start journaling. again. Yeah, I used to do yeah. it a lot and I haven't, I, I used to read a lot and journal a lot. And that's something that just recently. I have to,
1: cause I forget everything. Me too. Um,
0: so let's kind of, you made a great point. You said I was taking steps and then a door opened and that's something yeah. to think about. Like there's a great, like corny, not corny, but quote that says, you know, until God opens the door, praise him in the hallway. People, people say that. So <laughs> you're taking these steps down the hallway when did you see that door like open? Was that COVID TikTok thing or was it before that?
1: No, um I mean so I got on Instagram early and it, you know my first year of business was really just on Instagram and it was it was slow, it was all friends and family and I have a big community around me so you know I leveraged that community of just, you know, friends and family and putting stuff out there to them. But when I really saw the door open for sure was uh I had seen a couple other leather guys get onto TikTok. And I had mm-hmm. I had telling, I had a few people telling me, hey man, you should try getting on TikTok or whatever. And I was just like, no way, you know, that's not for me, whatever. But um eventually I I'd seen this one kind of small um Instagram leather crafter that I knew blowing up on there. And I was like, holy moly, I've got to get on to onto TikTok. Um and this was uh, a few months into me being a firefighter and everything. So I had a good amount of time and whatnot. And uh, yeah, I jumped onto TikTok and, you know, it just, just kind of completely nuts. took off. I'm going to look yeah, up your... Nuts.
0: I don't want to hear you tell me. I'm going to look up your TikTok followers live on air right now. You are at 362,000 followers yeah. on TikTok and 4.4 yeah. million likes. Yeah. Your top video has 10 million. That's a million, not billion, but million, has 10 million views. Yeah, And so so you start making your stuff and you're doing it part-time and your TikToks go crazy. Now let's, before we talk about the effects of TikTok, what, how did, I, I've watched a lot of your stuff. Um, what gave you the beautiful insight to film it the way you did? So for people who are listening, because we're talking face-to-face on Zoom right now and we're, talk a little bit about how like you learned how to film the way you did because the way you do you film it like draws me in you know like i'm like i'm very i don't know the word is it almost feel like i'm watching a video lesson you know yeah how did you have the insight as someone who had doesn't have a marketing background to film it in such a unique way instead of like selfie or
1: or what have you and that's the thing man i am so far removed from just like the marketing side of things and understanding all that like i don't have, I couldn't have these crazy conversations and insight. Like I couldn't really have that conversation with you. But one thing that I, I feel like I am good at is I can look at what everybody else is doing and kind of like get a feel for like get what feel. you're feeling. There it is. And so I, I I can, you know, go through a bunch of what everybody else is doing and kind of pick and pull with like what I feel, you know, works and what I feel, you know, brings out, invokes the emotions that you're feeling and then kind of like recreate that in my own way and kind of just run Mm. with that.
0: I love that. We talked about that on an episode a few weeks ago and I can't remember which one, but we talked about looking at the trends that are obviously working, but don't just follow the trend, take the things that are the best part of it because every part of a trend is not great. I mean, let's, I'm going to bring up this random person here, Charlie D'Amelio, that girl that went crazy viral on TikTok dancing. Right. A lot of, 90% of what she does, I can't stand. Yeah. But what she did amazing and exposed was those those dances that we all, like, you remember in high school, like, the jerk and, like, the Dougie? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, so all these dances that would be around for three or four months, she took that piece of that and then yeah. made it so where people could do it online easier. And, yeah. like, so anyways, I do give her credit for the way she reimagined that. So what you're saying is, is you picking and pulling is so important for our listeners who are, like, Trying to do marketing 101 organic stuff, look at the trends and then recreate it yourself. I think you couldn't have worded that more beautiful, um, Jeffrey. So, okay, so you saw some things on TikTok that were going its way. Then you were like, you know what? Let me put my own spin on it. You didn't copy, you put your own spin. When did you, do you remember the day you woke up
1: and it was like, Oh my God! Like I would love to hear this story. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty funny. So I can I very I, and I don't remember a lot of things, but I can very vividly remember one night. So when I first started making TikTok videos, I didn't tell anybody, not even my wife. Because oh, that's hilarious! I'm just man. I I don't have a lot of confidence. So like, yeah. even getting on Instagram was so hard for me. And I don't, you know, that fear of failure and just you know being awkward and everything. Yeah. So I can remember one night we, my wife and I, sat down to watch. Um, you know, whatever show that we were watching, and I had a couple videos playing, and one video was just getting like a thousand views every, you know, five minutes or so. Like it wasn't even a lot, but I can remember, you know, that if you're coming from Instagram, that sounds crazy. That sounds insane. And I just, you know, eventually, like I remember in that moment, like having to stop the show and like reveal to my wife that I got on the TikTok (laughs) and I was showing her. Maybe I have to
0: tell you something.
1: Yeah. But that's just, that's the story. Like not even a lot came from that, but I can, there's one other moment I can think of. I was actually at school training. um, I was at a fire training, survival and rescue. Mm -hmm. And one of my later video, like probably 10 videos in, um, later started, videos, ten videos in one yeah. of my later videos. Yeah, it wasn't even, not that much later, <laughs> but it was that that was a weird day because I actually started getting sales. Like oh, I had yeah. sales coming in like every half hour, and I was just like, I can remember just sitting there all class, and I this was terrible because I'm sitting there supposed to learn about survival and rescue and training. And I'm just like refreshing and seeing these views and seeing these orders. And I'll, I'll never forget, you know, how that felt. it was so crazy. It was surreal. Do
0: you remember the call to your wife as soon as you could? Like,
1: Oh man. Let me,
0: yeah. Let me hear what that
1: was like. Well, the thing she's connected to the store. So she was okay. seeing it all too. So we she's were experiencing you it together. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Just oh, texting man. each other the whole time, you know, and just, love yeah, so it was much. crazy, man.
0: I remember, um, my first month in business was December, technically a December of 2016. I quit my job two weeks before that. Uh, at a church. And I told my wife, I was like, I'm going to try to do $8,000 of sales this first month. And she's like, there's no grass to cut. It's December. How is that possible? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. But I think if we can get that amount of money, I could scale it. I think, you know, growing season was coming around the corner and we drew like a little pie chart. So like every 500 bucks, we color it in. And I remember, uh, we have this thing called here called pine straw that we put out. You don't really do it up North. And, uh, I just got, Man, job after job of pine straw. And anyways, December like 24th, right, before Christmas, we like filled in the pie chart 8,000. And I remember wow. where we were standing in our rental house, it was by the dishwasher, by the pantry, I'll never forget, when we colored it in and we looked at each other and like, did that really just happen? Yeah. And so, dude, nothing better than sharing that moment. Um, okay, so you're in 10 videos in, you're starting to get sales. You're working as a fireman, right? This mm-hmm. is like what, March, April yep. of 2020? Yeah. February, March. February, March. Okay. So obviously you saying you don't have a ton of self-confidence at the time, you're like, okay, this is cool, but this will fade out. Yeah. When did that transition to like, oh my goodness, I'm going viral. I don't like that word necessarily, but going viral, these orders come in every day now, now like a month in, you're like used to 10 orders when you wake up.
1: Yeah. Tell me what that was like. I mean, yeah, it, it definitely took a little bit, it took a couple months to really get on board. I think the hardest thing for me was really translating that feeling and that vision to the people around me because like <laughs> it, people didn't understand yeah. and everybody thought that I was kind of crazy. So I had to kind of like um, try to take a, you know, an outside perspective of like what others, like my wife and my parents, mm-hmm. because like, I'm like, hey guys, this is working. This is happening. You know, like everything that I've been telling you about for the last year, like it's, act. I don't know how, but something <laughs> is happening. And it really just, it took me a couple months to like plant that seed yeah. in others. Oh, and that's it, and cute.
0: Jeffrey, that answer, right? Oh, that's, that sounds sweet. honey. <laughs> exactly. Yep. I have exactly. heard that in too many times. I know. Let me tell you this real quick, Jeffrey, and keep going. When I, uh, I just was reminded, like after two years of trifecta, we had everyone, was like, oh, Alex, you're cutting grass. That's cute, right? And then I I got, uh, I think we we did a big post going into year three where we bought like four trucks and four trailers at one time. And we posted it. And I had like five or six people in my family call me that day. And they're like, oh, like this is a real <sighs> thing. Like yeah. you're not just one guy and one, you know, a 12-year-old helping right. you. To, I remember that very vividly. That was around Christmas time. So, so anyways. Yeah I, yeah,
1: I think that moment for me was in April. Um, when I just, we, we, you kind of mentioned it before I was at like two, two months out and come April, I had my lead times back to 10 to 12 weeks. So like three months out. And, and, you know, I remember every time that I had to change it like a week later in my lead times, every time I'm like, this is the end. Like nobody's going to order my goods anymore, Mm -hmm. but people just kept ordering. And so by April, after like planting the seed and, you know, having these conversations over a couple months, Eventually we got to that place and I can this is what I remember the most is my wife talking to my wife while I'm at the fire station and she's just you know we're talking about potentially quit my job and she's like just do it like you just Just gotta go do. do it and and at the, at the time, you know, she's obviously the most reserved for this whole position because it's scary. Mm-hmm. But as soon as she, as soon as she told me that and she was on board, I was like, oh, yeah, this is, this is happening. And that's, that was kind of that moment too, when people started to like, he just quit his job. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and then people started to, you know, oh, like this, he's serious about this.
0: So was, uh, you quit your job 2021 or 2020? 2021,
1: April. April so 2021. Coming up okay. on a year that'll yep. be full time. So,
0: so now April 20 or 2021, you do six figures in sales. Is yes. that fair enough to say out loud? Yeah. Okay. Incredible. Pretty much by yourself, right? Like your wife's helping some with like, I'm guessing fulfillment. Your wife is on the fulfillment side, like packaging yeah. and
1: yeah. stuff she, like that. She helps, me, she helps me pack orders.
0: Okay. Is
1: are you, did you hire any part-time people for like seasonal or is it really just you guys? I had one guy that was helping me produce some videos for like a month. And that other than that, yeah, it's just me. Man, it's crazy. And I'm guessing your biggest expense is cost of goods, obviously. Yeah.
0: Has prices from inflation and COVID affected your um, pricing from materials?
1: Um, A little bit, but Not, small percentages, nothing that's nothing been crazy. alarming. And it's mostly been lead times. Lead times. So, yeah.
0: So, kind of, all right, let's jump into like the sales portion of this, Okay. Are you selling? Because I, I think I'm not sure. I would love for people to tell me, uh, listeners, will you guys DM us on the Down to Business Podcast Instagram page and let us know if you are... We have a lot of people that are not just land, like landscapers anymore, Jeffrey, since the last time we've talked. Um, obviously, we're a business podcast with services and trades, but I'm interested to hear if we have a lot of business owners who do online sales businesses because... I think it's fascinating. I know we have a few that are, are like essential oils sellers. I know we have two from my church um, specifically, but um, I'm fascinated. So like, do you have a website? Do you have an Etsy? Like what's your main landing page for orders coming through?
1: Yeah. So I have a website through Shopify. Shopify and it's- that's right. Yeah, so I just built it myself through there and they make it nice and simple. But obviously I I have people telling me now that you know there's a million things I can do to improve that. But yeah, just simple Shopify and it's all been organic. It's just been through my social medias.
0: Shopify is pretty legit. It might be time. Can you put videos of your work uh, being done on Shopify? Yes. Yeah, I need to look into that. We might need to talk about that because you're getting to that point where um, having a like, Cause you're, I mean, okay, let's, let's have this conversation. What do you feel like you, your brand is? Why do you feel like people are buying Morrison made over somebody else? Like when, is it because, I mean, I'm, I don't want to spoil your content. Explain to people kind of, I know what I, my answer would be, but I'd love to hear yours.
1: Yeah. I think there's a few different um, ways you could go with this. I think a big thing is just um, something that's handmade here in the United States you know where it's coming from um not only that but they know me they trust me because mm-hmm. you know I'm on I'm on like a lot of my sales I get on TikTok live and I'm just talking with people on there having conversations with people on there and so people get to know me and they know where their wallets coming from mm-hmm. and they're like willing to pay for something that's going to last forever really high quality product from somebody that they know and trust and a family that they know and trust and that they know that they want to support
0: guess who my wallets made from Morrison Made Leather? Morrison Made Leather, baby. Yes, um, sir. I love it. I literally Thank love you. the wallet. Um, no, I, I was going to say, talk, let's talk about branding for a couple minutes. I do think that your brand's really good. I, de- I think handmade and custom is very popular right now because of COVID. People want to feel like they have something authentic, genuine, You yep. know, not made in overseas in the big C word country. not going to say it. Um, <laughs> but there's something about, for me, like, anything I get that feels personal, I feel way more uh, attachment to. So, like, I, yeah. just, I just got one of my professional disc golfers I represent. Uh, he came out with, like, a uh, 100 discs that were, like, authenticated. And I was like, I have to buy one. Like, there's only a 100 of these I have to get, right? Yeah. And so, that same effect goes with your products. And that's why I think your business is always going to do really well because I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Like, before COVID... I didn't really care where stuff was made nearly as much or who made it. I totally feel different about that. Now I want to support local businesses way more. I want to support people I know who are working their butts off. I'm willing to pay a little bit more for my wife has always said this, Jeffrey. She's always been like, wouldn't you want to pay $20 more for something that lasts? You know, 10, two more years rather than, yeah. And I, I never, really, I was always like,
1: nah, but now it's I, an investment,
0: bro. i yeah, I literally totally agree with her now. like, I'd rather spend a little more money on something that I know is going to last me five more years or whatever. The,
1: the Yeah. And I is. feel like there's a lot of virtue attached to that. So, you know, my wife and I get coffee a lot. And, you know, when I think about like getting coffee at Starbucks or whatever, I, you know, it just irks me because I'm paying so much for a coffee, but we have a local coffee shop around here. And every time we go, I, I have no problem at all because I know that we're supporting this small business and their mm-hmm. family. And there's just a lot of virtue that comes with that. Like I love that. it just feels, it feels right. You know,
0: it does feel right. I mean, Especially because you know that that monies goes back into your community, whether taxes, yep. employee wages, whatever. Yep. Yeah, not to big corporate stuff. Which I'm not not to go on this dog dog trail here, or whatever they call that. What's the phrase? Not to go on this rabbit, rabbit trail. trail, rabbit trail, dog trail, dog trail, <laughs> <laughs> rabbit trail. But um, that's I'm what they a, say down Chapin. Yeah, I'm not dog a dog down in Chapin, <laughs> where I'm from. Um, I know I have a I, I'm country Jeffrey. Um, yeah. I'm not against like big companies, but when they right. act corporately, yep. where it's all about, I don't know. I don't even want to get into it, but I'm with that. So we have a local coffee shop here too. Chris goes, gosh, three, four times a week, it feels like. Dude, they eat yep. so
2: much of my money, I don't even care. <laughs> Chris <is> on, <laughs> Chris's old name. paycheck goes have, to coffee. I have so many cash-up rewards over there that I could probably <laughs> afford to give half of our town free buy, coffee. Buy a new That's house. Great. If I got my wife's... Uh, cash app. I could probably never have to spend money on coffee again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how my wife is with Chick-fil-A. Her Chick-fil-A points could buy the buffet for the whole city. Oh, man. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, so, all right, Jeffrey. So you let's talk about social media in general. Like where have, how have you seen it affect your, like, obviously it's affected your life by sales and you've blown up. I mean, you gotta, this is where, this is the thing I was going to uh, say that I stopped myself earlier. I have no idea how you got a hundred thousand subs on YouTube. Dude, two
1: hundred. We're at two hundred now, basically.
0: But you barely post any videos on YouTube.
1: <laughs> Just shorts, man. I post I post the videos that go on TikTok. I make them a little shorter. I'm posting over on YouTube. And so seven months later we have two hundred thousand subscribers. That
0: should mean you're actually making decent money on YouTube now.
1: No the, the the thing with that is it's the shorts program so they're not uh, really it's not the same. It's not monetized. Gosh. Yeah, yeah shorts really. monetized yeah, I get right I get now. a little bonus monthly depending on the audience and how many views but it's not much.
0: Okay, well. I I just that has blown me away like yeah. I saw you post your picture of a 100k and they sent you that cool thing. Yeah. I was black. like what? That is so yeah. crazy because people yeah, you're black back there. People work, like we just had a guy in the landscape community hit 100,000 followers, and he has been doing three to five episodes youtube videos of 15 minutes a week for what like a decade oh man yeah. i talked forever. to him uh we went to like this uh landscape
1: hype house recently and he yeah taught and like you did it in like two minutes i know and i feel so bad about it because <laughs> there's these guys i've been following for years that i have more subscribers than oh, now it's like God. i don't deserve this i Dude, shouldn't have this
2: i gotta give you a little free piece of money advice on oh. this though because i know a lot about the the internet unfortunately <laughs> Um so crazy. So one of the reasons why YouTube people stay on YouTube forever is because the videos that stay on there become part of your monetization. And so people who get monetized, you see often it will start posting like one video a week, two videos a week. And it's because once you're monetized, it's about how many views you create. And so the right. more videos you have out there, especially crazy. if they're doing stuff like instructional stuff. Like if you did if you did 15, 20 videos on like how to make something super simple, like a keychain or something like that. And anyone yeah. who looks that up, if it blows up, like you're just going to have, you know, forever pocket money forever.
0: Yeah. That's something to talk about off air is how to keep blowing that up. But yeah, I just wanted to ask about that. I was like, how is it? How in the world? 200k. Oh my gosh, dude. It's so yeah. crazy. Um, Are you doing anything else? Social media that, uh, so are a lot of your sales you feel like from TikTok or is it from YouTube? Like, or is it hard? Are you able to track it at all?
1: Um, a little bit. I mean, but I know, you know, when I post a video on TikTok and I start doing sales, sales, it's from TikTok, you know what I mean? So most of it, yes, has been from TikTok. And I think even now it's just still people that have found me from TikTok over the last year. Hmm. So, and then you know, YouTube as well. So right. yeah, it's that's what it's all been from.
0: Crazy. Well, let me hey, we're gonna take a quick break and thank our show sponsor for today, and then we're gonna wrap up this episode. with uh, Jeffrey from Morrison Made Leather hey guys we want to take a quick second to thank today's show sponsor nice job if you guys have not checked out nice job yet i think you should immediately as soon as you're done listening to this episode of the podcast what we have found with nice job across my multiple businesses is they help us have a simple way to get new reviews and make that into marketable material with their reputation management software so nice job very affordable amazing results we've gotten almost up to a hundred new reviews over the last calendar year because of NiceJob and their software. So you guys make sure you go to nice job. So again, thank you. NiceJob for being a show sponsor of the Down to Business podcast. Well, we're back here with Jeffrey Morrison from Morrison May. Going to wrap up this episode here with him. We've had such a good time talking about branding, uh, social media, marketing, sales, uh, just your journey as an entrepreneur, Jeffrey. You know, just one of the Things I love about the Down to Business podcast, where we try to help you know entrepreneurs, small business owners, um, in the areas of business, finance, marketing, is that we talk about what it looks like. You know, we don't just talk topics, and we talk about literally here's what it looks like to start a business or take your next step in your business. Because, like you said earlier, it's like where do you really go? Sometimes, like starting is so difficult. And then I feel like the next difficult thing is changing your business is difficult. Like we just went through a huge change in uh, one of my businesses and it has been very difficult. Now we're finally seeing the light at the end of the the tunnel with that. But I really appreciate your insight of showing, telling people, our listeners kind of like, you know, you just bought your tools and you started. And that's kind of that you had that hope. So the last kind of couple of questions I have for you, Jeffrey, is like, where do you go from here? So you've had success. A lot of people would say, you know, they would love to have a hundred thousand plus in sales, right? A year. But obviously you were talking to me off air a little bit. That's not, it's not always sustainable long-term. So have you done some brainstorming for the guy listening, girl listening right now, who feels like they've been working their face off for a year to start their business. It's going really well, but they know they can't keep this pace or
1: this structure up. Where do you kind of go from here? Man, that is such a good question. And it is something, it's funny. I'm in the middle of wrestling through that. It's been this month, it's been my weirdest month because I'm, you know, I'm finally getting caught up and mm-hmm. I'm starting to have all these conversations with different people who want to, you know, help out my business in different ways. And so I'm kind of trying to, you know, um make my way through the the noise and find out, you know, what might actually work or what's good. And um what's you know, your gut tell you? And that's that's what I'm trying to figure out. Um, and that's what I'm praying about most right now is just the direction, because I'll be honest, long-term, my goal is really not to be like the next, you know, biggest leather maker, you know, in the world selling Mm -hmm. millions of products, whatever. I just, I want to make it something that, you know, I can do really small scale with my family, um, Mm -hmm. for, for forever. Right. Um, and you know, I just, I, I haven't really. Nail down, you know, what is the next step for me to to be able to make that work? And let,
0: um Let me give you some something that I've been thinking and praying about too with that. It's really hard in the world we live in now to I, I always said this phrase until probably recently have I changed my mind, Jeffrey, which was like, Well, if you're not trying to build it, and you're not trying to grow it, what are you really trying to do? Like you should always be trying to build and grow. Yeah. And it's half it's a half true statement because just be your business doesn't have to grow large to be grow, to be better. Yeah. I agree that our businesses always need to be growing to be better, more profitable, but the top line revenue doesn't have to keep soaring. The amount of employees doesn't need to keep soaring. So for anyone listening that kind of feels like they're in that middle ground of like, Oh, I I should be growing. Like, I don't want to just, you know, stay at the same revenues forever. Uh, maybe you stay around the same revenue, but your profit goes up. Maybe you, you know, you charge more, but do the same amount of or less products charge more. Better life, right? So, if that's kind of what you're talking about, wrestling with is like what avenue you want to go. I just give you encouragement there to um, not always listen to everybody. That's something I'm I'm kind of learning myself. Yeah,
1: I appreciate that because that's really kind of where I am. It's it's not for me. I don't if i did this number of sales for you know the rest of my life like i i really my goal with my family is to live a simple life i don't you know need a whole lot yeah obviously maybe maybe you know we'll grow a little bit in sales but then just to like you said to just um be able to kind of stay steady at that that number like figure out you know some marketing and things like that to where you know i'm not you know so worried about how we're going to meet those numbers sure. and more so just like building a system that Um, you know, a lot because over the last year, everything has been, you know, upgrading my systems here, you know, upgrading my machinery build because where I'm at now, you know, the reason I got so far behind in April is because I did not have the systems in place to keep up where Mm -hmm. I'm at now. I could do what I did last year in my sleep. It's not a big deal. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just my, you know, I've gotten so much faster, you know, I've just, I've figured a lot of things out. Um, it's just going to be mostly about, you know, how do I figure out you know, getting a consistent number of sales the next, you know, 30 years of my life without having to be viral. You know what I mean? On TikTok or something like that. So,
0: Well, i love to talk about that on another episode or another time. Um, I'll give you one piece of that that I do think. Um, how do you use social media consistently and not virally? Right. Yeah, I think you just connect with your fans. I think you said something earlier that popped off like kind of sent an alarm in my head. You said you went insta you went live on TikTok and you yep. doing things like uh you know live Tuesdays where everybody on Tuesdays knows that you're going to go live. That sounds like a great idea to me. That's something we I need to be doing. I was thinking about that myself where you know 20 minutes every Tuesday at six o'clock, people know that you're going to go live or right. just building that brand consistency so that you have people that are advocating for you. Like I know like I talk about you at Christmas time every year because people see my wallet and they're like, I was like, yeah, you should get one for your, you know, my uncle at Christmas. Like, cause you know, I talk, I see your stuff every month. It's consistent and not just viral to me.
2: So anyways, can I add uh, one more thing in yeah, there? Chris, yeah, Chris, please. Jeffrey, you've done something that a lot of companies never do and it's so It's so, so critical because without it, you end up chasing a rabbit all over the place for your entire life. And it's that you've defined success for your company. You know, like if success for you and your company is to live a simple life, and that means, you know, I need to bring home 60, 70, $80,000 a year or whatever, Mm -hmm. then if that's your measurement of success, then that's your measurement of success. You know, like we work with a lot of trades guys who are never going to break through the glass ceiling of more than a quarter million dollars in top line revenue. And they're probably going to take home maybe 70, 80 of that. And they get discouraged because like, I'm trying to grow, I'm trying to grow, I'm trying to grow. And it's like, well, grow to what? Like define yeah, mm-hmm. define the end goal for a season. Yeah. And then when you get it, make another one. And so yeah. you've already done like a great, wise business leader's job of defining success for yourself. And so well, thank to you. our listeners, the same thing, like d- define success for yourself before you go try to achieve it. I
0: love it. Well, guys, we have enjoyed it. Jeffrey Morrison, Morrison Made Leather. Shout out, let people know real quick um, where they can find you on social.
1: Yeah, so on Instagram, Morrison Made Leather. Um, Same thing on YouTube. On TikTok, it's just at Morrison Made. And then the website is MorrisonMadeLeather.com. Cool. So if you guys
0: are looking for any sick leather products, Jeffrey's your guy. This is the Down to Business Podcast, everybody. We thank you so much. We have episodes Mondays and Fridays. Make sure you check in. Give us a follow on Instagram. Uh, give us a review and make sure you listen every week. We appreciate you guys so much. Dean Jeffrey Morrison, Morrison May, we appreciate you, brother. Have a blessed day, everybody, and see you back next time. Thanks, guys.